All right, all right. Check one, check two. I'm checking it up. I'm checking it down. I'm checking it all over town, all over the country, all over, well, it's three hours from New York. I'm up in Massachusetts, everybody. I just drove in a car <laughs> all the way up here uh, to do a gig tonight at this funky little music venue that I've done in this hippie little town, Egremont, Massachusetts. It's called The Barn. Uh, they have mostly music acts, but uh, I know the booker from comedy years ago in the Lower East Side, shout out Jenny Rubin, who uh, used to run this other show at Mo Pickens, which was in the Lower East Side. Uh, this would be the early 2000s. Uh, but yeah, I used to do shows with her, and now she runs this venue. That's kind of how business and show business works. It's like, you hang around for a while, and people move up, and people move out, people move around, and, uh, and then you link up. And this has kind of always been a little hideaway gig for me. It's just one night, one night only. I don't know why I'm plugging it, <laughs> but uh, it's, a, it's about to start in two hours, and I'm not sure if I'll get this podcast up in two hours. But that's the gig. So you may hear chickens. I was, there's actually like a full-on retirement farm for animals. I know they got a couple horses with bum legs and funky chickens and crazy goats that I always go over and check out. I was going to film this one, but it's so close to showtime that, uh, that I thought I'd just do an audio one. It's better to get it done. The thing about podcasting is you got to just do the repetition. You got to do the reps. You got to keep it current. Uh, and that's what I'm doing. You know, this is the 214th episode of the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Oh, I forgot to say that. Uh, welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Me, Rob Cantrell, coming to you live from a barn in Massachusetts. Uh, this is a cool, dope music venue. They have, they have like, uh, I saw like a cool, there's a bunch of dead like bands that come through. There's a cool musicians that live up here. The dude from the Spin Doctors is playing here on Friday night. That's a big deal for me for growing up in the 90s. If you want to be my baby, then go ahead now. Beep, beep. That was a funky little tune. They had a moment there. Uh, that band was huge uh, in, what year would that be? 92? Yeah, 92, 91, MTV, all that. The 90s are coming back, so maybe that's appealing for me to talk about it. But this is the Cannabis Coffee Hour. I'm actually kind of in the band house, but it's like kind of a bed and breakfast, like, like a state. But they have this other place, and there's like two, there's like a couple ski mountains up here. I've done an episode up here before. Not at this venue, but I went skiing with the fam, and I did one in a hotel, I believe. Uh, and there's great cannabis up here. I'm not, actually, I'm not that high. I'm not high at all today. You know what I'm doing? I'm getting high on air. Have you guys ever snorted air? Listen to this. I'm just snorting big fat fucking lines of air. 
and uh, drinking at 5.42 on the p.m., I do have a little bit of coffee. As a comic, you know, I'm always like, you know, I drove up here, it was like three hours, showered, washed my ass, um, made some coffee, and then I was going to knock out this podcast that I'm excited to talk about. It's actually like all of a sudden on the East Coast, it's turned warm and hot and nice. Like the drive was just blue skies, wasn't even much traffic, super chill. And then on the road, I always like to find a good Panera. And there was a Panera. I went in there, I get the Mediterranean bowl. That's my move right now at Panera. They do got some good flatbread sandwiches, the Buffalo, um, Buffalo chicken sandwich. I was eyeing it up for a minute. It was looking really good. But then I was like, uh, I kind of need some good lean mean uh, protein that's not, you know, once you start doing sandwiches and bread and all that, I kind of like to keep it lean and mean with the Mediterranean diet. I want to live like a Greek, just drinking olive oil, um, keeping my skin smooth. But I have, I do, did make some coffee. They actually have uh, decent coffee. They had a big fat bag of uh, Starbucks, which isn't the worst, and there's a coffee maker here. You know, I, I rag on Starbucks, but this is the breakfast blend. And out of all the coffees, I will mess with some breakfast blend. And I just made like a half a cup to knock out this podcast. We're going to talk about 32 to 48, maybe an hour. I never know when I do these solo sober ones. Uh, the last one flowed really good and I wasn't that high. I think after the gig, uh, after I get paid and stuff, I'll, I'll, I'll get some good Massachusetts weed. Um, but I could, I wanted to, that I had a couple, couple, there's a big, big story about Ben and Jerry's coming out with a strain of weed that I want to talk about. Like they're launching a whole, whole company. And you know, ice cream, like Ben and Jerry's turned ice cream around. Ice cream was always good. It's hard to improve ice cream, but somehow Ben and Jerry's just made it super dope to the point when I was like fiending for the shit like crack uh, for years. I'll still mess up some fish food. I like the fish food one. Um, I like Chunky Monkey, like the early ones, but I went through a huge fish food yogurt phase. I don't know, the fish food one, which is actually after the band Fish, the fish food one has that marshmallow in it. So you get like the, the caramel, the chocolate, and then you get the marshmallow as well, which I always loved. So, some, you know, some good mar marshmallow and ice cream goes together very well. I got a big Nalgene bottle of water that I'm excited about. And I also got they got nice coffee cups, so I got some, some fresh coffee. I got all my material laid out. I got my, I got my lap book, and I also I picked up a uh, oatmeal cookie. Shout out to oatmeal cookie, which oatmeal cookie was the original energy bar. That's what I just thought about. But uh, no, Panera, Panera blows my mind because. What they have is like the lemonade. They got the green tea lemonade, and then they, they have the charged 
lemonade. So it's lemonade that's caffeinated. They have taken it, like, I go in there and I do what we used to call a full-on, It's I mean, it's called suicide. The suicide when you went up to the fountain back in the day where it had all the different Coca-Colas and you would just, pre I would just press them all and you would mix up like Sprite and Fantana and, and, and everything up into one sugary mess. But I do that at, I do that at Panera. I get the green tea and then I mix it up with some black tea and then I mix it with the charged lemonade. I kind of make a cocaine Arnold Palmer. <laughs> it's like, I mean, they literally, it has like meth in this fucking uh, lemonade, which is uh, brilliant. Shout out to Panera. Shout out to uh, oatmeal cookies. Because oatmeal cookies, like this will be that afternoon. Something about that afternoon coffee can get your gut like, and I don't want that when I hit the stage. I gotta do over an hour, I gotta do an hour of material. So, mm, a little bite of oatmeal cookies is gonna be great. But, mm, mm, I don't know, do you hear those chickens out there? There's chickens, I'm up in this weird apartment band house that's next to the venue. There's like the oldest graveyard in the world next to me. Massachusetts, I mean, Boston is dope. Shout out to Bill Burr. <laughs> Shout out to, uh, who else is from Boston that uh, I dig? Aerosmith? Oh, and Guru. Guru, the that guy, his, if you want to listen to some really good hip hop, listen to Guru. Uh, and he was at, he's, he's like up there, I would say, with a rock cam level. And it wasn't full gangster, but it wasn't like hippy-dippy and soft. It really was about lyrics and beats. And he has a very cool tone. Uh, but he passed away. And he's like my age, so that always kind of trips me out. He might be a couple years older. I like this graveyard. I'm excited to sleep next to this graveyard. <laughs> Uh, I want to look it up on the map because it looks. The thing about Massachusetts, everything's like old as hell, man. Um, everything like is a throwback um, in some of these towns. So let's check out where are we? Um, zoom, zoom, zoom. I'm not coming up on Google. I don't have to talk about the funky ass graveyard that's next to me. I was just gonna say. I always liked smoking pot around graveyards. Uh, not super creepy, but I don't know. There's something peaceful about them. And they're usually on plots of land and there's a lot of grass. I've always found them kind of chill. Um, there's the Brooklyn graveyard that's near me. It's like so big. All these old stars are in there. Uh, and that's where Basquiat is buried. I went to his grave one time. It was crazy. Um, I want to go back to the Basquiat grave and smoke a joint because I think he would dig that. But you don't want to obsess about death. That's what teenagers and young cats do. It's like, I'm not afraid of it, but I don't want to talk about it 
too much or don't want to bring it into my life. You know, you can only, as I've said throughout this podcast, this pat and about life in general and living in the now and living in the moment and trying to quiet your mind enough uh, to really, really figure out what you want to do. Uh, your alignment, all that, man. Um, I, uh, I, what I was really thinking about, Panera makes me happy. Ben and Jerry, great coffee. This is good coffee. Coffee in an oatmeal. That's that's a that's a good situation. Some fresh coffee, a little bit. You don't want too much. Some fresh coffee and an oatmeal cookie. That is some bomb. That is happiness. The pursuit of happiness. Uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Um, and that's what brings me, you know, I never want to be super pro-America or even like down. I really do think the naming of stuff is the suffering, but I do find living in this country and just going for your dream is kind of like what I'm doing. Uh, having a podcast about pot and coffee, those are two things that make me happy. And what I was reading the other day is like, whatever you love, you will bring you will eventually be that so if you think about like metallica and metal and shit you end up being like a metal dude if all you do is listening to grateful dead and bob marley and smoking eight foot bongs you know you know how you're gonna end up you're gonna end up kind of like that uh or you know i can't always say that but i the pursuit of happiness and there's nothing wrong with that like i'm really trying to drop all kind of judgments like the older I get, the more I'm just like, dude, I, I really don't have... And when my brain starts going towards judging people or judging situations, uh, I just... The new trick is you just go, I don't need that thought. And your brain will respond to that. I really think it's like kind of like a mirror, a reflection. Um, you know, we are just light and energy that's what i've been digging on is like is like we are it, like people say oh i am god or i am lord or you know there's kind of an islam thing and all these rappers lord this and lord that or charlemagne the god lord jamar uh but i get that vibe like you want to be the power like you want to be the light the the essence the source uh where it all comes from, which I believe is like goodness, you know. Uh, and religion is cool, and I'm not anti-religion. I definitely fucks with Jesus, and but I accept, you know, I accept Jewish people, Islam, Islamic, anything that gets you through the through the night, I accept. And I do think nonviolence is a high, it's a higher level. I did this show at this place, shout out, Young Ethels. It's on Fifth Avenue. It's a dive bar, but they have like punk rock bands and they've been having some good comedy show. Like how I'm seeing comedy is like after the pandemic, especially in New York and places where it shut down, like some cats, especially younger cats kept doing it. New paths were forged. Uh, new empires are built, 
new empires are dropped. A lot of these uh, podcasts, I'm not judging, but there is some toxicity in the city. But uh, maybe you like to, maybe people like to listen to that shit. Uh, but I, what I always wanted to do was just get a, a podcast to talk about uh, oatmeal cookies and coffee and fresh socks and because those are the things that I got a nice pair of fresh socks for the show. I haven't put them on. I got my sweatpants. I went in. I took a shower. I uh, I actually brought. I might not be high, but I brought my Dr. Bronner's uh, travel-sized peppermint. There's nothing. This shit will get you high, man. Not high, but it definitely will clean you out. And there is like a buzz to it. Uh, Dr. Brahmer's 18-in-1 Hemp Peppermint Pure Castle Soap. I, always, I wanted to read because it's always trippy. You Like Dr. Brahmer's is just some super pothead. And he'll they write all kinds of stuff. There's always, there used to be all these... Uh, I don't know because this is like a little travel size. They probably, the ingredients, water, organic coconut oil. Shout out to coconut oil. It's really good to cook with, super healthy. I want to start, I cook with olive oil. Olive oil I went to and then I went avocado oil. Um, and then um, there's these great salad dressings and sauce, Primal Kitchen. Those things are the bomb and super healthy for you and won't clog you up. Check out Primal Kitchen for like, they got great salad dressings and they got a great buffalo sauce that's actually healthy for you. Um, uh, they got a, a buffalo sauce. I, was, I mean, I, I don't want to ramble too hard, so we'll just, we'll, I'm trying to read like, Enjoy enjoy only two cosmetics, enough sleep, and Dr. Bronner's magic soap to clean mind, body, and spirit, instantly uniting one. Okay, okay. Yeah, they're all about one, uniting to one. The source, the one. Whether it's one love, uh, one God, one nation under a groove, uh, back to one. I always think about zero to one. Nothing is zero, and then one is something. And then everything expands and grows, and then it goes back to nothing. And that's kind of like the human life and breath and all that. Oh, man, I'm digging this uh, oatmeal cookie. But yeah, Dr. Bronner's Peppermint, they've been family soap makers since 1858? Whoa. All-in-one magic soap. Uh, but you don't want this stuff in your eyes. That's how... Um, as taught by the moral ABC, the real rabbi Halal taught Jesus to unite all mankind free. First, I'm not for me. Who am I? Nobody. I get, like, that's like the naming of things. That's why I am a little bit suspect when you start praising even celebrities or religious figures. Like, we're all this one, like, organic thing that is growing 
and and learning and moving all at the same time, whether it's music or podcasts or engineering or, you know, church, um, uh, super raves, uh, uh, sex cults. <laughs> no, um, let's see here. But I, I kind of just want to read more of this. I'm sure it's going to be a little bit trippy, but uh, hang with me. Second, yet, if I'm only me, when am I? Nothing. If not now, when? Once more, unless constructive selfishness, I worked hard perfecting first me. Absolutely nothing can help protect me. Exceptions, none. For only hard work. God's law can save us, but it. But if we teach only our clan, we're all we're all hated. Then okay, this gets starts getting crazy. Not crazy. No, this kind of makes sense, but I don't want to delve too deep into. I, I kind of like I have. I've been meditating. It's been helping me a ton, but I am I'm very wary of being a little bit too spiritual. Because shit does get, need to get done during the day. And, and I don't, and I have been in my life too nice and have been taken advantage of. So I don't want to turn mean or dark, but I, you know, it's just being a human and learning like, yo, you don't try to punk me. I will be so nice to you. But once manipulation and, and like, you know, weirdos and freaks, and what I mean that is just like people that aren't conscious of this moment and they're trying to pull something on you. I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, right now, the thing that makes sense is this damn oatmeal cookie tastes... Not damn. I shouldn't say this. This blessed or... It's, it's a good. Good. Mm. Go towards goodness. Working hard, like I kind of get what he's saying. You got to work hard. I got to work on it after this podcast. You know, I want to edit it. I want to get it up. I want to make sure it makes sense. Um, so I worked hard. I work hard. I'm, you know, it's been 213 episodes, but I know it can get better and it will get better. And I like trying the variety. This is the second episode. After 214 episodes that I was, and there's some episodes that I've been super duper high, especially during the pandemic. Somebody hand me, handed me the biggest bag of edibles. That's how I got through the pandemic. I just ate edibles like almost every day. Um, but I do work out and I do drink a lot of water and I do have sober time. Like everything you just... Man, it comes back to balance. It comes back to the center. It comes back to the one. It comes back to this nice cup of black coffee. Uh, afternoon, like a half a cup, just something to a little sip on. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. But then, yeah, I wanted to talk about, yeah, Panera should be in every town. Um, it does make me happy. This one was kind of run down. That's what bummed me out. I don't know. Like, 
their teas were like I've hit a couple towns like you know it's Panera is still fast food and it matters like how raggedy the town is like how nice the fast food is there or the restaurants this one I don't know because I was like there's no way because we were I was you know going up to the Berkshire Mountains and the thing about upstate New York it's like either super high end or it's kind of like a little bit rough um, and I was thinking about that like the middle class is the real deal for America like if I was running for president like they just kind of help the middle class and you do that by uh, I do think by education and paying teachers good and also I was reading this thing about you know who at the talking about the pursuit of happiness is uh, you know what's the happiest country out there is uh, Finland and what it is is because they have like a social security net and they also fund the arts and it's like we think America is like this number one thing and it is like the thing I like about America is it is the big magic mutt you know it is everybody you know it's black, white, Puerto Rican, Asian, gay, Hasidic, Christian, Muslim. We got everything and every, and we all yell at each other. Uh, not really. I mean, how many arguments? Like, you live in this world and all these thoughts in your brains about, like, whether Republicans are like this or Democrats are like this or, you know. These are just names. You know, and the, that's what I've always loved. That's that whole Eckhart Tolle, whole uh, Wayne Dyer. Like these are like uh, these are like self-help type cats, but it does focus on the now. And as a kid, and as a comedian, and I always knew I was a creative person, but there was no lane for it. I wasn't a theater dude. Uh, I didn't vibe with it too well, or I was just. I was happy just goofing off and being myself, and it wasn't until later in life that I started getting pulled into jobs and a and a life that I didn't want. That I really had to get back to zero and figure out how what makes me happy. And comedy and music and cannabis makes me happy, and coffee makes me happy. I really want to keep these things in my life, and I do think like. Those are the core things that I could take on as I grow older. They're sustainable. Like the jobs that I had were like sales jobs. And I was good at them, but I knew I couldn't hang in there for the long term. Or it was just start, it starts to like wear you down, at least for me. And that's when, you know, I say I have a, like an active mind. Like my mind would just race and race and race until I found like meditation and really had to dig in and read books and really apply myself. I remember trying to sit down and just be like, do like five minutes of meditation. And it was like, Ugh, like there's no way. Um, and now, you know, I'm ripping through 20 minutes, almost too much meditation. And I'm, cause I'm talking about it too much. I'm trying not to talk about it. People don't want to hear that shit. It bores them. People want to hear about some weed and some music, yo, and some comedy shows. Uh, I am going back to Philly to the punchline. I know I talked about it a ton on the last episode, like my history of me being at the original San Francisco where it all started 
for me and for Sam, and you know, it's kind of a major pillar stone, like uh, Dave Chappelle, like, did like great, like they, I think they put it in like it's a historical landmark right now. Mm. But everything goes eventually. That's the thing about businesses, and I got that's what was scary about Caroline's Comedy Club. That was like such a big deal back in the day in New York City. That's a good damn oatmeal cookie. But you live long enough, you just think, you see people, you see things go up, and you see things go down. And, uh, so you just, uh, I'm trying not to overanalyze. I'm just trying to ride the wave of uh, reality. There was this great, in the Lower East Side, the place that blew me away, and what I'm starting to realize, like, I always tried to lean towards mainstream comedy and do all the improvs and, and shout out to all, I mean, I'm friends with all these guys. I've done all these shows, but I'm not that dude. I'm not that extreme of a dude. I am on stage, but my personality is just like, I really want to chill. I really like oatmeal cookies. I like maple syrup. I like pancakes. I like rocking chairs. I like nice rides. I like quilts. I'm a big fan of a nice quilt. Uh, warm coffee, good water, nice sun on the face, uh, petting a cat that's purring, uh, hugging a dog, dancing. That's my vibe. Uh, but what was I saying? Oh, surf reality. That was this Lower East Side. Just really, I, I tell you, man. The open mic would go to like four in the morning, and this was like in 90, I started, this must have been like 99, maybe 2000, and I, that was the first time I went in there, you know, being a kid from, I've seen a lot growing up in D.C., but nothing, nothing like that. That was just like artists and weirdos, and weed was being smoked, and this was back in the day when, and that was like kind of taboo. I never saw, seen somebody smoking weed inside, especially the 80s came down hard with the drug war. So it wasn't like until the 90s in Cyprus and Cypress Hill and Snoop Dogg and, you know, people started just uh, saying, fuck you, man, we're going to grow and smoke pot. It's the one, th I mean... As I said before, I used weed as a way to steer away from alcohol and cigarettes and hard drugs because I do live kind of a nightlife type lifestyle and I was a very social cat um, in high school and college and shit and as you get older, you know, it's more booze and more booze and then coke starts coming around and people do it just to stay up and talk more. And I was like, man, I'm going to smoke weed and make beats, do some comedy, shoot some films, um, do some acting. Um, that's what, but this, I don't, I'm rambling a lot, but I, what I do want to touch on is what I've been talking about is uh, Ben and Jerry's is actually coming out with their own cannabis, which I think is awesome. Like I said, Ben and Jerry's change the game for ice cream and uh, now they're going to change the game with cannabis like they took ice cream and just really took care of it like a real good stoner 
They put, they, you know, goofed it up, did great flavors, but they made sure all the ingredients were good. They knew the, the, the lettering, the font um, was sick and it, it was fun and it was delicious and it was something different. It wasn't just vanilla and chocolate and strawberry. Like they got funky with it. And uh, I'm down with the funk. But yeah, so Ben and Jerry's, and, and they're saying exactly what I've been saying. Like that's what's been weird about the last five years. I even heard Danny Brown, who I do like his raps. I, out of the, all the new rappers, the new JPEG Mafia Danny Brown album is sick. I, well, I don't know. I didn't listen to it all, but I know that one with that jazz saxophone and uh, Scaring the Hose, I believe it's called, uh, with the jazz saxophone and the sick-ass distorted drums. Uh, man, I was, just, I was just like, this that's high-end art. I fucks with that. I like it a little bit weird and a little bit funky. But Ben and Jerry's, uh, this is Ben Cohen. I guess he was one of, he was the dude that was Ben. Um, that they're, but their whole thing, their whole approach is Ben Cohen of, this is, I'm reading this from High Times, but there's also, this, this hit the news circuit. I also had another, like Fortune Magazine wrote about it. Cause I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna crush the game. Because they're doing craft, um, they're doing, there it is, Fast Company. They're doing craft THC, like craft cannabis, and not going high THC content. That was the whole thing when I hung around high times a little too much in the constant, I'm not ragging on any of that stuff, but I, I have seen dudes, you wanna see dudes go really up and really down I had seen dudes that went hardcore into dabs and doing concentrates, and then they stopped smoking pot like three years later. Um, I gotta check the sound levels. My gain is a little, I don't wanna blow it out too much. But I have seen, a, I, like I, when you get too high, and too, it just makes it not fun. Um, and I always liked the experience. That's why I liked about going to Jamaica. I liked the experience of sun-grown, not super TH, not to the shit that you only hit twice and then you can't see straight. And yeah, you can build a tolerance. You're talking to a dude. Dude, I got some of the first edibles in San Francisco that I remember the connect was a gay dude that made, not to say anything, but that he was making cookies for people with AIDS, like for pain. And these cookies would fucking level you. And I remember I gave a half a cookie to someone and they shut down for a day and a half. And I would eat like three of these, no problem. And still smoke joints. Like, you know, I'm a Scorpio, so I, I can take a lot. But at the same time, when I had that strong of a tolerance, it wasn't enjoyable. And as I get older, I like to go not high for a while, and then I like to hit a joint that is grown outside and I can taste the fucking sunshine and make it chill. And he, he, this guy was saying, so they got Ben's best bins, or best butt, like, dude, this thing, okay, 
But I guess what I'm saying is he is all about the social reform and how they used pot to arrest predominantly a lot of, you know, African Americans in this country at a weirdly, you know, percentage-wise compared to everybody else. It seems like it was, like, it was almost, and I got popped, I got arrested for pot, and it was just an easy arrest for an officer to a nonviolent. Now, sometimes when there's cannabis, some other guns are around. I remember when cannabis was illegal, and some of the guys that had the best cannabis were like the Coke dudes, like the Shady, because they had a ton of money and they could get the fucking good shit. But now, as it kind of like went into more legal terms, it's kind of bouncing back and taking it out of the dark ages, taking kind of the evil out of it. Like, just not evil, but not making it so about like getting so fucked up you can't see, but more about relaxing, being able to be social. Ben Cohen of Ben and Jerry's is telling me a story about smoking pot. He says, the idea came from when I was on a camping trip with a friend of mine sitting around a fire smoking a joint. And we were saying, wouldn't it be nice to have pot like the old days? The idea Cohen is referring to is the latest venture. The, and I've been saying this, Ben's best bins. And what Danny Brown was saying, like, the pot has gotten so strong that it's like, it's not, I don't, just don't think it's healthy or it's just, it needs to be, it just, I like things good. I like it crafted good, not just hardcore go fuck you up. Um, so uh, the idea is, uh, Cohen is referring to his latest venture, Ben's Best Blends, or B3, Blends. The just launched company is a bright, bold cannabis brand that offers low THC pre-rolls and full spectrum vapes. What they were saying about their vapes is like, it's pressed from plants, which like when they started doing all the, the super dab stuff, they would run gasoline through it and shit to strip all the plant matter. And the real way is to do it like real hash and like press it and compress it. It's like, it's, it's just like having an espresso with coffee. Um, they just launched a company that is Bright Bold Cannabis brand that offers low THC pre-rolls and full spectrum vapes. Much like his endeavors in ice cream, Cohen set out to use P3 platform as a conduit for what he refers to as social benefit. Yeah, he's all about the social, like it's going 100% of the proceeds. B3 is registered as a nonprofit. Whoa, this dude isn't doing it for the money. With 100% of its profits split between three entities, 10% will go to the last prisoner project this is for people that are in jail because of cannabis and an organization dedicated to freeing individuals impacted by cannabis criminalization. Another 10% will be donated to the Vermont Radical Justice Alliance, whose mission is to secure sustained power, uh, ensure agencies and provide security for American descendants of slavery. Whoa. And 80% will be administered in the partnership with new project that grants to black cannabis entrepreneurs. Brilliant. Fucking brilliant. 
For Cohen, the later innovative seeks to rectify the massive gap in generational wealth brought about systemic oppression of black people in the United States. The average black family has one-tenth of the wealth of... I don't want to go too deep into this. Uh, I feel like... But I see what he's just trying to equal it out because it was just an easy bust back in the day. And everybody, you know, cannabis has just been around in all different societies. And I, like... Not everybody does it, but, you know, I've been in rich people circles, super white circles, black circles, Latino circles. There's always some stoners. And they're usually the more creative, chill, and kind ones. Not always. You know, there's, a, there's definitely it kind of runs the gamut. But it was just an easy bust, man. Uh, kick back. I dig these blends. I remember as a child, my cousin used to bring, okay. This is, uh, yeah, I won't go. I, I, you don't need me to read the article. You can go look it up yourself. This is Fast Company, and they talk about it. And then Hike Times did a, uh, and it really is, it, they break down the, the numbers um, in terms of, like, all the people arrested for, Cannabis, uh, 8 million cannabis arrests, 88% for possession, not even sale of. So, yeah, man, it's, uh, New York is doing great. Like, I really am excited to do more episodes with all the entrepreneurs. Uh, I do need to get, and also, you know, I'm going to do more comedy and I'm going to do, Get some more uh, coffee stuff going for the podcast. But, um, yeah, I just I, I just think Ben & Jerry's is doing... Like, I've always been preaching, like, you know, it doesn't need to be that strong. But it doesn't need to be weak. I like good weed. That's why I liked back home. I knew it was outdoor. It was grown. It felt organic. And it was strong enough. And I'm a superhead. It was strong enough for me to be like, after a few, I was like, yo, I need to, you know, slow down. But then there was all this weed that's out there that every time you smoke it, you were like, this is the last time I'm smoking weed. <laughs> um, but this has been, uh, you know, a fun episode, a solo episode. Um, I'm finishing this little bit of coffee. Um, I have a show in one hour. So I'm going to wrap up here, everybody. I really appreciate everybody listening. I'll put some beats on this, but yeah, shout out Ben and Jerry's, Ben and Jerry's blends. I'm going to try some of that out on the podcast as soon as they release it. Um, shout out Panera. Really enjoyed that. Shout out uh, my Philadelphia show. Um, that's coming up in May. Oh, also, I am going to be on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Like I've said, on, I don't know if you've been listening to this podcasts you sometimes i act like people like oh you know what i'm talking about you heard it like six weeks ago but some people just tune in right now especially it's kind of a broad podcast it says cannabis coffee hour but it's really me having some cannabis or talking about cannabis talking about co coffee and talking about you know life and the now and just stretching and meditation uh you want a good back stretch Check out the happy baby. That's my favorite backstretch. Do the happy baby for five minutes. 
you will be good to go. Shout out to that chicken. I don't know if you guys are hearing this rooster crow, but the sun is going down. I got a gig in an hour. Oh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel comes out next tomorrow. And they're dropping three episodes. But my episode that you'll see my big pie face in will be episode six. Like, when you shoot these things, I don't know how much I'm going to be in there. I know it was a major scene, and I was shot a couple different angles. I had a couple lines. Some may get cut, some may not. I'm just excited. As a kid that grew up, you know, watching TV like a maniac, uh, to see myself on the box, the literal box, I know everybody's watching shit on phones and laptops, but people still watch these shows. Um, Ted Lasso's huge, uh, Succession is huge, everybody's watching these joints. Um, at the end of the day, that's what everybody's curling up to. I've been watching a little bit. I've been trying to watch a little bit more. Um, but doing this podcast and running around and doing shows has got me, uh, got me busy enough. But I do want to slow down and start watching. I'm writing movies, I'm writing TV shows, so I need to watch a little bit more. Especially good ones. Um, check me out at Rob88Cantrell on Instagram. I usually put, you know, my short sets. Like if, I'm, if you're in New York, and like, I wonder if, what Rob's doing. Sometimes I'm doing free shows places and bugging out. Like I did the other night at Young Ethel's in Brooklyn on Fifth Avenue. That's my favorite new goofball. Like, I get loose. This show tonight, this is like $20 tickets. So I'm going to be dead sober and I got a bunch of material. And I'm going to be doing my best to rip it up. Um, let's see here. But yeah, Punchline in Philadelphia, that will be another... Um, headlining show. I want everybody to come out. Tell everybody. That's May 18th. Uh, But I love you. Peace and love. Thanks for listening. And I'll check you next week. Or, you know.